0: Yo, what's up, motherfuckers? It's your bit, no young hills, Dylan from Malaysia. Taking you back to the nineties. Podcast episode nineteen. I hope I find you wherever you are on this beautiful planet called Earth. This is how we gonna start things off today.
1: They say this is a big, rich town.
0: We gonna start it with the original now. I just come from
1: the Fuck Polish the remix.
0: Fifty Cent, you like have the audacity to think you, you can take this. Come on man. I come on man. Come how how can he even think oil, like he could replace the I original got, with some trace straight songs I and
1: bullshit?
2: <laughs> 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 Bumps and not I did, he, I not he wanted to change I'm this shit right here. He away from heaven
0: that 15 minutes seven. No. watch it go. wanted to change so it like like with this. Come on.
3: Choice songs, I love choice
0: songs. This from was weak as fuck. Uh, they should have deleted that pro to session. Life, right I make there down. Down. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Nah, I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yo Dylan, how you doing man? Yeah, I'm not too bad, not too bad. Um, you know, just trying to balance uh females and uh, my life <laughs>
0: So we're going to get into Power Season 5, the, the um, premiere episode,
3: the intro. What did you think of that weak-as-fuck intro? Um, I was very confused, honestly, because I was like, because, like I said, with Power, that introduction is like the whole experience. Like, it's, it sort of, like, gets you into the gear. Like, okay, yo, shit. Gets, like, it gets gets you amped. Exactly. So, when that played, I was just like, rah, what is this? Like, I, I'm not going to lie to you. It kind of ruined the whole episode for me. Like, I know it's <laughs> but, like, it kind of, like, it kind of made me cringe. And I was just like, oh, what the fucking guy is doing kind of thing. But, yeah, um, I hope they do change it. Apparently, 50 Cent said he's going to.
0: Yeah, he did. He, he, he did come back and said, yo, um. People, you know, I'm, I'm definitely going to change it. Hopefully it does, because it, it just ruins the vibe. I don't know why we're in the last season, you know, this is it. And you want to take away what fans m- most love about, about power, the intro. Like, it's a hard intro. Like, self-awareness is lacking 50. 50 <laughs> hasn't made a hit in I don't know how many decades. So he shouldn't be the one, you know, trying to, you know, know what's popping or not, because he doesn't make
3: music anymore. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and um I don't know what it is about, um, like the finale season for a lot of shows. It's like they just seem to mess it up for some weird reason. I mean, like it happened with Game of Thrones, and I'm I'm kind of getting <laughs> feeling like powers. Are you are you are
0: you getting? What, what did you feel about the the the, the premiere episode? Me and you talked about uh before, and I said I thought I don't know if Angela. Died or not, and I actually thought that they were gonna do the whole Hollywood thing, like oh no, and missed her or whatever. But she actually died. Ghost actually, not ghost. What's his name? Kanan actually died.
3: Yeah, to be honest with you, I, I, I wanted that situation as well. I, I thought maybe you know, do you know what I actually thought? I thought they were gonna do that whole you know covert operation thing where like they exactly like, she,
0: even when they they were showing her like for. Half of the whole episode on the fucking gurney. I was like, "Is he just gonna wake up?" Like I was like, "Fam, no."
3: <laughs> yeah, honestly, to be honest, I'm not. I'm not too optimistic about this season, the last season, because they killed two major characters. Because the whole I know, I know. You can't. You yeah. can't get rid of two of them. Like especially Kanan. Kanan was amazing. Well, for me, um, I was more. In- like kanan was sort of like a good he was a good filler definitely he sort of added more spice to it but killing angela for me it kind of because the whole essence of power it's about that dynamic of ghost angela pasha and and yeah Tommy. so that's how
0: that's how it started
3: yeah so when you kill Mm. part of that dynamic it's like okay now what you know what i mean so you killed two major characters Especially Angela for me, because it's like, yeah, okay, Ghost is angry. He's going to try and kill Tommy. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like it's going I
0: think they're trying to make this like a war zone now. Fuck the whole Angela and Ghost, the chance of it being a happy ending. Nah, this shit is not going to end well. That's what I get from this writing. It's like they're going to move away from the whole romanticism of, of, of what it was. And now it's like, yo, there's not going to be a happy ending for no one. You know what I mean? Where If if they had left Angela in there, they could have still been that hope that, yo, they could have arrived in the sunset together. You know what I mean? But now it's like, which I I get, like, why would you, like, like take that away from people? Because
3: it's a possibility. But now we know it's not going to end well for no one. Yeah, I understand that. But it's like they could have killed her permanently, at least midway. Like, the first episode, she's dead. Or they could have at least arrested her or something, you know
0: what I mean? Yeah, or like, get her kidnapped, but one of, you know, these drug be-
3: d- exactly. dealer people that, that Tommy's exactly. dealing with or whatever. You know, killing her in the first episode, it was just kind of like, ah. Uh,
0: yeah, stop, it was. Like, you. Why, why you did that in the
3: last uh, season ending? Why Why bring, it's like, fam, come on. Yeah, like, you killed a baby the other time. Now it's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like yo, like, rest happened? So, um, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not too, you know, before, like I used to be very excited about watching, you know, power episodes, you know, every Sunday, but now it's kind of just like, Oh, I'm just going to watch it just to see what happens. A a lot of people are
0: watching it. Cause it's like, we spent four or five years watching this. We need to see how it ends.
1: Yeah. Basically
0: we're not watching it for the amazing writing and the amazing story arcs. No, we're watching it cause We put too much fucking time and effort and emotions into this shit. We want to see how it ends. But what did you think about the Ghost and uh, and Tommy fight? Because that shit was cringe. I'll be
3: honest. It was unrealistic. Yeah, I mean, which part exactly? Because a lot of that happened.
0: When, when, when Ghost went to, 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 to Tommy's uh, apartment or when Tommy went, went to his apartment and he just saw Ghost from nowhere and it's like, you niggas didn't really scrap. It was like a young, like, little, like, like, toddler scrap. It wasn't like, I want to kill you scrap, which is weird. He just killed your, the love of your life. You should have shot that nigga
3: in, in, in the head. To be very honest with you, um, those guys have been through so much. I think at that moment they just angry with each other, but... You know, knowing how power plays out, they probably just gonna find a way to, you know, um I don't know, resolve things. You know what I mean? So, like you said, they had that sort of like commentary, like scuffle. It like, you know, there wasn't anything serious about it. So it's just like, oh, are you guys really serious or you know? So uh, why
0: why was it not serious? Because he um ghost made Tommy kill Mister Egan. You know. So I'm sure that he was heated. He just killed your love of your life. Like, why? Like, if I was writing this, like, it's like, this shit is that there's, there's no more saving grace for this shit. Like, why, why do we have to get to a point where, like, Tommy would go shoot up the the car that, you know, the distro, like, sent, sent his best man to go out? Like, it didn't make sense. Like, then he's like, oh, so he really wanted
3: to kill me. Like, fam. Yeah, that that whole episode was just—it was really lack last year. Like, and
0: was, I don't know if my memory still. Real. Where the fuck is
3: Rotimi? Where is Dre? Oh yeah, um, he got uh, what he got? What is it? Um, uh, witness protection program thing. Yeah, because he's—I think he snitched on someone. I uh, was it Kanan?
0: Oh, but I see. This is the thing, right? Last season we had Dre. You know, we we had what's his name. Um, and this the the, the the guy who the guy who was angela's uh, partner what's his name uh the guy who was part of also who was like he was a, uh, he was working for the um, the cartel but he was he was he was um oh, was, we, yeah, we were we
3: working for the Lobos cartel yeah, yeah
0: him like he, he he's gone there are a lot of characters that are gone we don't have Harley anymore they're just like like, Dre's not wasn't in the in the premiere. Lala's, like, character, Lakeisha, is cringe. is cringe. Can we talk about how she threw that gun? She didn't even throw it, like, that deep. She just, like, threw it where, like, somebody can go fishing and then pick it up. Like, fam. Yeah. Honestly, she didn't like- use no gloves, no nothing. Like, she can't get caught from that. And now her, her, she's going to have fingerprints on the gun, and then if somebody just picks that, that shit up, You know, that shit floats back up. like It's like, oh, now you put your son in jeopardy.
3: (laughs) Over some nigga. Over some wigger. Come on, Lakeisha. And, I mean, look, overall, for me personally, um, now that you brought it into perspective, I actually don't know where the season is going to go because they killed way too many interesting characters. Yeah, I know. So Dre, I don't know if Dre is going to be there. You know, yeah, Kay- if
0: if he does come back, what, what what part is he gonna play?
3: Yeah, you know what part is he gonna play? Kanan is dead. Angela, you know what the Angela thing? I, I was not amused by it. That that yeah. uh, it was just uh, man, like there's just so many people, you know.
0: I I have a problem about it in terms of the line that Ghost just said which was like toxic masculinity, like one-on-one. <laughs> like, yo, man, I just lost the love of my life to his wife, fam. That is a bar and a fucking half. Like, fam. yo, screaming. whoever wrote that bar, and then she had to come with the whole, oh, but you're talking, you, and she has shit. And, and in the writing, and if I was in the writing room, I would have at least, like, I wish, I I feel like Tasha doesn't have, like, the pep in the step she used to have. Like, she'd have slapped Ghost in that. We were talking about writing. Like, the shit that Ghost got, like, some bars. But Tasha, and then he was like, oh, what about my lover? What did you do to him, Ghost? Like, why can't you say, did you kill this motherfucker? Or whatever. Like, why does she have to say at the end of it, I'm going to get my own revenge? Talking to your mom. But when you when the ghost was in front of you and he kinda he admitted it. He like he, he his his facial expressions were like, Shorty, I, I strangled that motherfucker in the pocket lot. So what, nigga? That was my problem with that writing. It's like why Tasha's writing is so bad. Whoever's doing her writing, it's like she was like the aggressive female, like she would clap back. But I feel like she's just numb to the whole ghost toxic masculinity shit. And it's I'm for it, but as as a as, Thinking of her as a writer, I wish that she... she I, and I think that's what they're trying to do. But I think they should have showcased it more other than... She was talking hot when she was with her mother. But when Ghost was in front of you, you were just like... You you were silent when he said that
3: line. To be, to be very honest with you, I think she still loves him. I think she- Are you th- No, but why though? After all these years, son? Uh, Yeah, no.
0: To be honest if, with you... If I- she still loves I- him, and then that line that she said to her mum...
3: It, it would just, like, be confusing and bad writing. <laughs> to be very honest, can I, can, I, can I just, like, sort of dissect? Yeah. Yeah. When, when you don't love someone, trust me, you're not going to care what they do. You're really going to just move on and not be gassed. Exactly.
0: No, you're and, true. So, so and a and,
3: and reaction to her killing a lawyer would have been
0: worse. Yeah, exactly. She's not even that bothered. Yeah, she, she didn't did. love that nigga. Let's Come on, man. I'm telling all these people, are thinking, oh, Ghost did this. She didn't love that nigga. Like, she only went to the office once and, like, yo, and then she walked away. She didn't even, like, have a tear going down her her cheeks. (laughs) Nah, she doesn't.
3: To be honest, Terry is just a fella. She's just. Terry is just. He he, he was a side dude, man. Nothing else. Terry's just being used by Tasha um, just to sort of, like, show girls that, yeah, I can move on or I can get another (laughs) nigga kind of thing. She loves that dude. I, I can see it in her eyes. Honestly, she, she actually loves... If, if, I can promise you, if Ghost was to say something like, Tasha, I fucked up, you know, you know, I made a lot of mistakes, I want us to work things out, she would take him, No questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> so I know, I can see that she loves that dude. You know, they had three kids together while well, two, you know, the other one died. But, uh, I know. Listen, no one misses whatever her name was. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be honest with you, she... I don't know. I'm not, not to say it's her whole she died, but like, she kind of walked into it. Like, she just could not mind her own business. She was, like, casting director.
0: You did a bad job. That girl was a bad actor. Compared to Michael Rainey Jr., whatever his name is, um, like, kid, he's an amazing actor. That kid, that kid, I hate that kid so much. Like, I was you like... You know what? He, his storyline is like, okay, yeah, where is this going? Is he going to be Kanan Jr. now? I
3: don't know, honestly, but I just... And
0: then he he tries to act like him and he hates his father, but then he's calling his father and he's like, oh yeah, I'm just sucking up. I'm like, are you really though? Or do you like actually want to be like your father?
3: Like, who's your role model? Tommy or Ghost? To be honest with you, what I see in Tariq is just someone who just wants attention. That's all it is.
1: You
3: hit the nail, you hit the nail. He really just wants attention, not just from his father, but from his mother as well. So that's why he's been looking at all these so-called role models or these people, you know, as sort of like inspiration or someone to look up to. I think if ghosts, and and, and I know I'm right because there's a part that, you know, when Tasha is telling Tariq that, yo, you know, Angela is dead, you know, and he's like, yeah, like, I am I'm not really gassed because it's like, Mm -hmm. she ruined our (laughs) life. Angela's reaction.
0: Angela was like, oh, I mean, sorry, uh, Tasha. Tasha was like, yeah, you you should be remorseful. She did a lot for us. (laughs) Like,
3: wow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sister talk right here. Yeah, so, I think if go spent more time with his family and just did things like that, the week would improve, really. Um,
0: I really want to see how long this whole uh Tommy Ghost Wars gonna how long is it gonna be? Like, cause I, now thinking about that, I, I think Dre's has to be put into this. Cause I wanna know who's 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 Dre gonna side with? And uh, what play what part is he gonna play? He has to come back. He, Dre's an amazing actor.
3: To be very honest with you. Mm-hmm. Now that Angela is dead, I I'm not that bonded anymore. Like, I'm <laughs> really watching it just to see, like you said, you've invested, what, five plus years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You want to see how it ends. But it's like, I was more engaged when Angela was there, when Kanan was there. So when you kill those characters, it's like, I don't really care about Greg, you know, Terry. And and, and and to be honest, I'm also numb to the whole
0: Tommy just killing people for just, ra- for, for just yeah. random shit. Yeah. Like, like fine. Like, is that? It's not that like, easy to kill somebody and cover it up and clean it up. Like, Pa yo, anyone else? Like, fam, like, you
3: need these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get what he was trying to establish. You know, like it's messed up, but like, there's just that. You know, but anyway. and that what, what's
0: that guy's name? One of his like, um, one of his people. What's his name? He's gonna be a problem. I think he's got ego. What's that? the blood of the black guys? Yeah, the black dudes with um like yeah. Yeah. He he he's, he's got an ego problem and I think him and Tommy are going to go at it. He wants to be a boss. I I can see that.
3: But he makes it so obvious. That's the thing. You know what I mean? So Oh.
0: So and I cool. I I hate the new fucking the new boss like um what's his name? Cooper's boss. Ah, oh, he's so cringe. The way he went to what's his name the the lawyer's school, like fam, like really?
3: I don't know. To be honest with you,
0: and even Cooper, Cooper is like he's acting like he loved Angela. Like it's weird. Like I feel like he's always loved Angela from the, from the start. It doesn't make sense. You wanted to arrest her, and now she's dead. You want to like?
3: It makes no sense. Okay, but how do you feel about? The sister's reaction, and I mean to be but- honest the sister's
0: always been like that, so I wasn't surprised because the sister always always hated on ghosts. Yeah, but I it just- was it was cringe for her to think that he would kill her.
3: Yeah, like I was just
0: like, damn. Like- All the conversations you and the sister have ever had, you think that he would kill her? Come yeah. on, fam. He, he was protecting she was just t- t- uh, Angela was protecting ghosts in every single angle, and she knew that, but it was like, fam, come on. I uh, just get out. I don't want to see her in the rest of his, this whole series. Like, uh, what's, what's her part to play? I, I do not want to see her.
3: You know, I, I mean, like, I kind of understood where she was coming from because sometimes when you're grieving, you need to put, put a blame on someone. But then at the end of it, I kind of cringe because I was just like, rah, like, can you be serious though? Like, you've known this dude since you were a lightie. Like, allow it. Like, you know, this dude loves Angela. Like, he literally. Yeah his family apart just to be with her. Can you, you know what I mean? So I was like, you know, come on, give him a bit of credit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was cringe. And one of the cringest thing
0: was that when Ghost went um, to the station and then they were like, oh, yeah, you moved You were taller than her. The bullet should have hit you. But it's like, fam, you niggas are going to do autopsy. You're going to see that the gun entered at an angle. Like, Tommy was at the fucking top of the fucking building. Like, why are we starting with this? Because we we know it's going to be disproven easily with an autopsy. Like, that's the part of the writing that I hated. It's like, fam, we know episode two, the autopsy is going to come out. Maybe if Cooper... You can't fix that shit But you know The autopsy is gonna come out that yo Tommy Was at the top The gun entered from From the top Like End of story So it was like Come on man Like that was cringe Cause I knew it was like It's gonna be disproven There's no way That that's
3: gonna stick So why are we having this You know I just remember something mm-hmm. I, I kind of found it funny I was just like But man Do you really need to say that Um So <laughs> What? What? Uh, remember that part Where Ghost Went to see the sister And then man Basically said Yo I know you're A broke ass chick So yo Let me Let me nah, Let me pay, let me pay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like man, Like How can you say that though Like You kinda have to be A bit subtle Like, <laughs> I'm, like You have to say Like yo Like I know Yeah you- I, I know You can't pay for it Like five. <laughs> 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 I was like, Who says that though Like You kinda need to be subtle Like you know, so I like, I actually laughed at that line. It was just funny, but anyway. Mm. Anyway,
0: hopefully, I don't know. I, I I don't have a lot of hope for the season. I'ma just watch it and see how it turns out. Yeah, uh, I think Tariq's gonna be a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 gonna, we gonna move on um, to something that you know the timelines we're talking about. Um, I I really enjoyed, you know, Dave Chappelle's new stand-up special on Netflix called Sticks and Stones. If you haven't watched it, please, please go watch that shit. David Chappelle is single-handedly defeating PC culture, and I'm in full support of this cause. You know, like... He went in, like, I haven't seen a special like this in, uh, I don't know. Like, he went into, like, we talk about all this stuff on, on the podcast and, you know, you know, council culture, you know, um fake outrage, you know, he talks about the alphabet people, like, the, the jokes that he, the shit that he was talking about, I haven't seen a comedian talking about in this type of way. And he went in. Like, he fucking went in. What do you, what did you think about his special, Dylan?
3: Mm, um, you know, obviously, I heard the rumors. And I was just like, oh, is it that, is it that, like, crazy? No, I was saying, like, the reviews were, like, gas. Yeah, and um, so I watched it. And I was just like, you know, like, my mouth was, like, wide open because I was just like. Yeah, Because, uh, yeah. you know, it's because the thing is, it, it's not even just the, um, it's not even just about the jokes, but it's the way he articulated certain things because they hit to the core so badly. Like, it really hit to the core, like, I, oh my. I saw some people in the audience is like,
0: people's it, jaws dropped. Like, this nigga just say that, like that the new Bourdain joke is fucking yeah, like I, oh I, I, damn I man like this that. nigga's got balls to th- throw that joke out
3: no but you know what but as much as for example a lot of people could say oh yeah that's a no-go area kind of thing there's an element of truth in what he said you know because like, <laughs> no no because he he did an analogy and he was like listen this nigga was essentially getting paid to enjoy other. This nigga was going around the world. For free, essentially, you know what I mean? And and then he did another, like, you know, perspective where he's like, yo, like... I- you, he, he brought in,
0: you know, the friend that he... Uh, who went to Ivy League school and law school. And then how he went broke and was working at Foot Locker. And he was like, yo, this nigga didn't even try to kill himself at once. Like, <laughs> yo, you should, you, should, you, should, you should...
3: I think you should try it. Yeah, I mean, and and if you look at how he concluded it, he said, listen, regardless of house, you know, because I think that was pretty much um, the point that he was trying to make, which was as much as people try and portray this lifestyle on Instagram or, you know, whatever social media platform that they're having their best life, they're living their best life, whatever it is, if you're not at peace in your spirit, you know, things are just not going to go well for you. You know what I mean? So, so I think he was sort of looking at the superficiality that we're in, like this era that we're in. There's a lot of superficiality yeah. that goes on. Yeah. Where he,
0: he said, you know, this is the worst time ever to be a celebrity. You know, you're going to be f- finished. Everyone's doomed because, like, they're going to go in your past if you said something. And then he brought up the whole Kevin Hart shit, which is hilarious.
3: Hello? The Kevin Hart thing, um... I don't know, like, I mean, what do you think about it? I want to hear you, because, I mean, like... I'm, what do I think of the whole Oscar thing and him hmm.
0: apologizing and should, should he have ap- apologized? Yeah, what do you think and about it? And, and how the alphabet people got triggered by it. I don't know, man. Like, it's like, because he's a comedian, it's like... And, and somebody said this, is like, when, when are the alphabet people, like, going to realize that Every you know every like different type of people whether the black people Asian people we've always had either jokes by other people from not uh, from not from our races not from our community, but it's like with especially the alphabet people, they don't want jokes and like yeah and 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 you talk about equality and the equality comes with okay, we're all equal, I can joke on you, and that's what. Chappelle was on and he was like, yo, you guys want to be treated equal. Well, black people, we want to be treated equal. White people joke about black people. They're black people joke. They're white people joke. They're Asian jokes. They're whatever. Why don't you guys want to be joked? That's what equality is. We can all, you know, and, and, and so, it's like, fam, I, I think they need to get out of their feelings a little bit because they're very fucking emotional for nothing and I think they just get triggered by anything
3: And everything. I mean, for me, to be very honest with you, what that indicates is that they're not, they're essentially not at peace with themselves. Because if you are truly, because I mean, you know how they do the whole thing of, oh yeah, uh, uh, I'm proudly gay, whatever it is, whatever, you know, bullshit they say. But I feel it's just, it's talk. But inside, I don't think they really are at peace. Because if you are truly at peace as you claim that you are, If someone makes a joke about gay people or trans or lesbians or whatever it is, you should be able to take it and be like, yeah, okay, cool. You know, that's funny. Like, yeah, it's funny. It might not be true or it might be exaggerated, but it's funny. You know what I mean? White people make jokes about black people all the time. Exactly.
0: Even even when we were going through the struggle and where, you know, there was no equality, there were still jokes going around. We were like, you can't make jokes about it. Hey, here you go, go. You know what I mean. Yeah. Like the alphabet people, and, uh, and I, I really, I have to preface this... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm scared to say this. Yeah. You motherfuckers are so weak and easily offended. It's like so easily, It's crazy. And it's like, uh) <clears throat>
3: You need to look at yourself like deep, deep down. Why is that? To be honest, that, that's why I said they're not as peace as, as much as they try and claim. They, they really aren't at peace with themselves. Because people who are at peace, um, they don't really take jokes too personally or too seriously. Yeah. So, and to be honest with you, you know, the alphabet community, um, they need to be careful because if they are on this path, no one is essentially going to want to associate with you. No, really.
0: Fam, if you can't make fun of yourself as a society, as a people, fam, what's the point of this whole shit? What's the point of what's the point of life? Like you like, we gotta take shit that seriously all the time. Like if if as a person and to everyone listening, if you can't take yourself like you know, make fun of yourself, like yo, I'll be wiley. Yo, as a community, of black people, we be wiling. As a, and, and if you can't do that, fam, there's something wrong. Yeah. Honestly, like I, I mean this, and I want you to deep it. As a person, you like you know the shit like that. You're, you're among your family members, and we like Dylan. You know our family. Like we 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 throw banter, and, yeah. like we throw shots, and it's like if 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 you can't take that, and if you can't, there's something wrong like in the court shit like there is, and you need to take a big glance at the mirror and ask yourself why it's not us that's the problem it's y'all because this is comedy is not sticks and stones like it's like you know may bake my bones but this is not malicious it's 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 comedy it's life like stop taking shit too serious
3: yeah I mean this is why to be very honest with you um I'm not I'm not really worried about them to be very honest with you because you know s- natural selection will always do its job you know at some point people are going to get it. <laughs> you know no like that, that, I mean is like, it Dylan though is it really though no I mean it's with time because I can I can say this you know I think people low key maybe right now they will say it out loud because of fear of losing jobs or whatever it is but people don't want People don't fuck with them. People don't want to do anything with them. They don't want to have conversations with them. They don't want to joke around them. And essentially what what's going to end up happening is that they're going to become a very alienated group of people.
1: Yeah.
3: You know what I mean? So your relevance gets lost, you know, because no one wants to be associated with you, really. So they, they honestly, in the long term, they're shooting themselves in the foot. You know what I mean? Like, because... You could, for example, you could actually be a cool alphabet, like a, a cool alphabet person. But because it's like a stigma or like a or a picture that's been painted about your group as a whole, I'm going to be like, rah, you know what? I don't want to play with that. You know, you know, you, so. And
0: the, and I, I love the way David Chappelle went into the whole you know the whole boss like how he was like saying the L's and the G's and then the, the, the B's and then the T like like and oh yeah the L's and G's don't like the T's. They they'll the, the, the L's, the L's and G's respect the T's, but then they resent the T's. It's like like he went in and I've never seen anyone correct me if I'm wrong go into You know, that community and talk about the issues amongst themselves, like fab, and then make it like as a comedy thing. And then he's like, Oh, we picked up the cues, and the cues don't know what they want to be. It's like, Yo, it's comedy, it's not malicious. He's just like, You know, he broke it down in a way that is, I I, I had to like stand up and watching it at home, and like, Bravo, Dave Chappelle, very subtle. You know, and everyone who found that offensive, fucking hell,
3: man! I, I, I don't know how you can find that offensive. To be honest. To be honest, <laughs> you know there was, there was one thing that I could understand where it's like, oh wow, okay, that that kind of hit the nerve, kind of thing. Um, when you were talking about uh the molestation thing, there was that line uh, about what about what about MJ about what? No, no, no. There's before he got. I mean, after he broke into about the. What? My bar, the Wait. the one where he asked the crowd. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, that was my bar, Dylan. What are you talking about? No, no, no well, I'm not. Thinking, <laughs> I, I'm not saying that I didn't find it offensive, but I'm saying I could understand how it might hit. Okay, bre- bre- break, break it down, break it down. Because he he said in the context was like, he, ew, ew, ew,
0: he, listen, it's comedy. He was trying to land a point that yo, imagine how dope before if, if if MJ did molest these kids like imagine how dope it was you know like like you know what i mean like it was the high-end pinnacle of their lives like so he brought in that everyone here has been molested right yeah there wasn't no
3: mj like okay yeah how how could you take that wrong no 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 no. like i'm not taking it wrong but Mm. i could feel the atmosphere i know i was watching on my laptop that's what naked made it amazing Dylan. That is
0: what made it amazing. He brought the realness in it and then he slam dunked it with, it wasn't no MJ. Like, and, and this is what I love about the type of comedy he does. Like for people who've gone through that, it was fucking jokes. Yeah. I laughed. And yeah. I've been, I've I've been, I've an experience of that. It was like, like, especially with the, the alpha people. Like I feel like he's actually making content for y'all to kind of like, you guys have been through a lot of traumatic shit that you think that you have or you're going through, you know, society doesn't approve of you. But it's like, he's making, like, let's laugh a bit. Let's see, you know what I mean? Let's, you know, let's laugh at the journey and just like, stop taking shit too seriously. Like, you know, and so that joke was like, yo, it was almost like, um, a relief Like type of joke Like yeah. You know like You just like It's like
3: Oh yeah That's hilarious Like I loved it yeah. No no like, I, like It was very clever For me Like that's <laughs> what I'm saying Like it was very clever For me um, I'm just sort of like <laughs> wasn't making fun Of molestation You were just making yeah.
1: You know
0: was making light Jokes about it Like yo But it wasn't no. Like it, it was Like the way he did it For me I, As somebody who's Been through that
3: I did not find it offensive at all well, I mean, I was looking at it like I think especially for for women, you know, especially those who might actually not even just women but people in general, people who don't have very good levels of emotional intelligence they, it's about it's about you then it's not about yeah, that person exactly they could <laughs> I could understand how someone could easily misinterpret like misinterpret if, that. if you are that type of person. Why the fuck did you show up to a Dave Chappelle comic special? Exactly. So at the end, you know, you knew what you were walking into. And he said, he's it, like, yo, remember, you clicked on my page, bitch. You know what I mean? So I love that. Listen, I love the MJ joke because he was like,
0: um, I love how he was like, I don't think he did it. But then if he did do it come on man it's mj you know what i mean like he (laughs) just made light of the whole situation it was like and then how what's her name um what's the name the woman who made the documentary and it was like bitch the Arcady thing uh the girl yeah it's like bitch i don't know this nigga
3: (laughs) oh my god yeah no it was it was really good Um, and it was clever. It was uh, the way he executed it, it was very clever. I
0: loved the line where it said, um, uh, um,
3: shooting up school is a white kid's game. (laughs) Like, where have you ever heard of a black kid or an Asian kid? That was
0: a bar and a half and he said yo my kid came home from school and they were like how was school they are like yeah we had to we had to we had to do um a school shooting uh what's it called uh drill and he was like son yeah do, 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 you know what i mean why, why are you doing a school shooting drill because he's like i'm sure you, one of these kids is in there like oh so where you guys gonna where you gonna, gonna be at oh you guys gonna gonna, gonna go and meet up there, uh, cool. It's like, yeah, but it, that, that was a funny point. It's like, in every class, in every school, I'm sure there's a you know, a white kid that you know, one one parent is raising a shooter, you know what I mean? It's like, so who, who one of y'all is raising a shooter, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that
3: was just like classic. <laughs> the one that I found quite funny as well atlanta thing you know, there was that bar where he Oh was, yeah a lot
0: of you are in here with your wives <laughs> and
3: I like, Whoa. to be honest with you i think that bar shook a lot of tables this is... and i think a lot of like married women went home and they were looking at <laughs> were like, but, a
0: lot of niggas who were closet niggas shit their pants when he said that <laughs> Cause oh. women, know women know that the niggas that that they with it like yeah this nigga is kind of suspect sometimes. I'm sure they
3: was like, mm, is it you? Yeah, like, come out, come out now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I feel like when when a lot of married couples got home, like a lot of the women are like, ah, a boss. Like, like are you like, like are you really straight? Like you know because you've been doing a lot of sus things. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, cause like. Honestly, I was just like, damn, that shook a lot of... Because, you know, like, there's that stereotype that Atlanta is like the gay city of, like, America kind of thing, you know? So, I was just like... The the joke that killed me is
0: he was like, if you can kill this motherfucker, then I can at least abandon him. It's my money, my choice. And if I'm wrong, then perhaps we're wrong. Like, it's like... He's illustrating the, hypocr- the hypocrisy of our of, of our laws in society that will let a woman kill a child, but what let let a man abandon them once once they're born. Like the reality is that a man shouldn't be able to abandon his child, and a woman shouldn't be able to kill him. You know that's that's why like it was, he illustrated that joke so, and I was like when he started with her, like oh yeah, and the women were like yeah. And he was like, "But
3: <laughs> women, women, are so gullible. Sometimes you know? like, they really thought that man was just gonna leave it at
0: that. I know, like he's not your ally.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna have to look at it from both sides. Yeah, exactly. Know? So no, no, I, I like that, and it, it sort of uh, it sort of gets into the nexus of one of our topics is wow well, the whole." You know, you know, um, men and women sort of, you know, pushing aspects of patriarchy and uh, equality for their benefit, you know. And Dave, Dave, I, I like, I like that he addressed that because I've had a lot of conversations and, you know, debates with, you know, a lot of my female friends about the issues of abortion and child support and stuff like that. And I was, and the argument that they all like collectively say is, "Ah, oh, my body." my rules kind of thing and i'm like yeah okay cool calm like i understand that that i mean like fair enough however the man like that you have this child with he still has some level of say 100 yeah. i honestly
0: after exactly how dave said it i think it should be a law yeah yeah
3: honestly a hundred percent it should be because i was like for me i was like you didn't make the number one. Yeah, it's your body. Is you know It's your choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can understand that. However, you didn't make that child alone. It takes two people to make a child. So you both have some kind of, you know, you both have input on what to do. So if let's say you're not agreeing with each other, or let's say, for example, the man says, look, I don't want to have the child. And you want to have the child. Then by virtue, you know, you can keep yeah. the- but you can't. Expect, yeah, you can't expect mm. father to you know to contribute child support unless unless which would be an idealistic thing unless he's a principled man to say listen, irregardless of whether you know I don't want the child now you know mm. by principle I'm going to you know provide money and support. But not everyone has that level of principle. Um, but if it's uh, if it's the if it's the other side of things where for example she wants to have the abortion because I, I once had this conversation where I, where I was like, okay, let's flip it. What if, let's say, she wants to have the abortion and mm-hmm. oh, he says, no, I want to have the baby. What mm-hmm. happens then? And a lot of them become... They, they, they still maintain their you know their stance and it's very hypocritical. And they say, no, even then, it's her body, her choice, and I was like, rah, like, do you actually not find that a bit scummy and very hypocritical? That doesn't even make sure. sense. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, so I honestly... Um, when it comes to you know these abortion laws and stuff like that, both sides have to be taken into account.
0: No, hundred percent. We we should have our own rights as well. And yeah, and I and looking at equality and honestly, I, and this is a wild take. I actually think you know women have a lot of shit that's going for them. I know you guys think the is the inequality, but the system is 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 and the laws. I mean, there are a lot of them that
3: are tilted in your favor, fam let's keep it a fucking back. and i would like to debunk the whole issue some certain aspects of uh uh equality about for example let's take gender pay mm-hmm. um you know when that whole conversation started you know whether it was the two years ago or three years ago yeah i said it and i was like okay apparently there's a gender gap pay all right and obviously you know with with newspaper articles there's an agenda, there's a there's a narrative that they want to display. So for me, I was like, nah. What, what, what narrative do you think oh, that the is? The narrative is that, you know, you know, men earn 40... Like They'll they take, like for example, let's say uh, two people in the same position. They'll say, ah, oh, you know, the man will earn 40% more than the woman. And then that's all, essentially. And then obviously, someone who's very impressionable and doesn't look at things for more spectrum will read that and then get outraged and then just start doing this whole bullshit that's been on for the last few years where it's like, ah, fighting for equal pay and all that stuff. But when I read that for myself, I was like, that doesn't make sense. That genuinely does not make sense. I was like, there there has to be more to it than just, oh, I'm a man, you're a woman, so by virtue, I should be getting paid. Like, companies don't operate like that. Can I, can I ask you a question before you go into
0: Do you think that there's gender discrimination In, 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 in corporate society Since you've I've never worked in a corporate you know, So I, I don't know But you, you, you you've exp- have experience in working in a corporate firm And you know A uh, media firm Do you think that there's gender discrimination And hence why there is um, You know A difference in, 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 in Whatever
3: You know what I mean Okay. Um I'm going to look at it from more spectrum, so I'll answer that. Um mm-hmm. in my experience because I worked at a, bit, uh, a big corporation and um, so I got to see the different hierarchies and the different positions and mm-hmm. the, and look every context is different. Yeah. But at my at my at my workplace um the women have the higher population in terms of uh, the organizational structure. they are more women in high position. That's number okay. one, and um, they were the. To be honest, they were arguably the hardest working ones. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of when it comes to pay now, um, which is which, pretty much gets into the nexus of what I'm trying to say. Pay is determined by a lot of variables. Number one. Experience, education, age, um, the number of hours that you put in. So, there are a lot of variables that a lot of people don't consider. So, for and, example. And, and there's
0: a lot of things that women are into and men are into. Mm-hmm. And the example that Dave Chappelle gave was like the NBA and sports right. and even like soccer and how some women think that they should get paid the same money that whether NBA people get paid or whether. Premier League stars get paid, it's like, but there's a difference in in talent and skill and just, you know, women are into certain things, maybe it may be HR and men are into certain things, you know, it just, this different. So, like, it, we can't just say there's discrimination and we, we don't yeah. want to pay women the same money as men. No, like, like you said, there's a lot of freaking variables and it's just not about us trying to not give the same Value a, a woman that that we pay a man. Uh, it's not
3: as cookie cutter and black yeah. and white as it seems to people. You see, Uncle Larry, this is not even an opinion thing. This mm. is uh, this is a uh, this is a study that was actually done by psychologists. They did mm. an actual study on on, uh, on on industries, various industries, and they. 100. So they are, the, the 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 amount of variables that are there in terms of mm-hmm. pay there's like a plethora, there's like a whole list yeah. of why someone might, and it's not even a gender thing. And, and and females, there are a lot of industries
0: that where women are making way more than men. Let's keep it a
3: fucking buck. So it's it's not even, so in terms of gender pay, gender is uh, it's not even one of the variables. It's not even close to it. It's like it, it comes up because from, from the, I mean, and look, and this is, this is not just speculation. You can look it up. It's actually there. You can there's so many reports that from universities, accredited universities from you know, from uh, the states, mm-hmm. Toronto, Europe, um, that debunk this this myth that there's a there's a gender gap here. it's not even our mm-hmm. actual variables why they might be a gender uh, And and here's the thing, and this is another because it's not just about statistics or just variables. Mm-hmm. We've looked at why for example, you know, um, women might earn less than men in some to some degree, not not by a large margin. S- sometimes you niggas get pregnant and then you
0: take time off,
3: Mater- like, you know, yeah, maternity, all that bullshit. Because like. they, they have to, when, for example, if let's say you take a three-month maternity leave, they have to pay, mm. they have to replace, they have to, they have to find a, you know, uh, a short-term replacement for those. Mm. So it's an added cost for the yeah. company you have to factor that in so that's number one number two what psychologists have found and this is and look i'm i'm going to sort of put a disclaimer this is not to say all women are like this but mm-hmm. in general, the average woman in general women are very focused in terms of their career mm-hmm. however they've seen that when women reach a particular age especially in their 30s when they're about to peak in their career, when they're about to peak in their career, they change. They realize that oh I I want to have a partner I want to have a family I want to have children. So they try and infuse those personal aspects of their life, which is reasonable. I mean women don't just do that. Also men do it as well. Mm -hmm. Women also look at those things and say, ah, you know what if I continue working on this path for the next five years, I could become CEO. But on the flip side of it, I also don't want to be alone. I want to have um, mm. a, kids. I want
0: to, to I wanna have a husband. I want to raise my kids. and
3: so, so they end up sort of settling for less because they want to strike that balance between mm-hmm. family and work. And it's not just women who do this. Uh, men also do it. But men, ultimately, in terms of sacrificing their personal life over work men do it at a higher rate than women that's the difference that's why for example you know i've heard, I've heard these uh, um, arguments that are oh, they not a lot of ceos and companies they're not a lot of bo- uh, board members and it's not even about gender it's Yeah, men tend to sacrifice their own personal happiness uh, well.
0: uh, uh, that's, 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 a, that's a fact
3: yeah you know they tend to sacrifice it more just to reach a certain level,
0: and 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 Dylan, I have just been like researching it, and there's a chart that I saw about the gender pay gap. Apparently, is narrower among young adults than among you know older adults. Like people in their 60s, 40, 50s, and plus, like that age that age group, there was a bigger age gap. Uh-huh. Because like and and then now in this generation of like 18 18 to 30. The, the age get the wage gap is not that big because now we have, you know, we're in the generation of independent females that don't, are not particularly focusing on getting a man or, you know, I just want to be independent. But back then, you know, like what you're saying, they would rather, like, you know, maybe I have a career for 10, 15 years. And once they reach like 28, 30, they're like, nah, I'm going to walk away from this. And and it, it, the chart, The study that I'm seeing clearly shows that it's the gap is narrowing because of just society and how women are now thinking, and you know, the rise of independent females. And so, it's not about necessarily that you know, there is kind of like discriminatory behavior when it comes to you know, how much you guys get paid, but it's just like, like you were just describing, like, some women have you know, their focuses change. You Know after a while, and whereas dudes, you know, we would we, 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 we make sacrifices to you know continue our career, and and you know, we, we don't have distractions like family and kids and the whatever, you know what I
3: mean? And that's just how it is, yeah. But I, I, I also want to incorporate just the human nature of some of these things because it's not just a woman thing, a lot of men do it as well, where they sac- where they reach a certain age where it's like, look, I need to balance my personal life and my work mm. life. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, try and reach my peak. I'm just going to settle for this, you know, mid-level senior job or whatever it is. But I will use um, an example in my in my own personal experience. Mm. In, in terms of my the company that I was at, um, the CEOs, uh, the board of directors and pretty much, you know uh, all the various directors in terms of the organizational structure the women that were there if you look at their personal lives they are women who were and they were, and they were brilliant and just to, just to say it out the, out, out loud but mm-hmm. they were different like different kind of women they were built different they were not the average woman a lot of them there's, a, there's sort of like a trend that i noticed a lot of them were not married they're either not married or mm-hmm. they divorced and there were definitely no kids. So these are women who were career-focused to the point where they sacrificed their personal life. Mm-hmm. The women that were married and had kids were people who, yes, they, were, they had a high-level job in terms of the organizational structure, but they never tried to push for, for more because they wanted to balance Work and their personal life So this whole thing of uh, You know, oh yeah, you know There needs to be more uh, female CEOs or more female uh, uh, In the board of directors You know, and stuff like that As a woman, not to say that you shouldn't Want to do it, you also need to Have that level of self-awareness to say Listen, am I actually built To just be A career woman? Am I built for it? A lot of, if we're keeping it A buck, a lot of women are not built for that a lot of women, and this is, and not, it's not an opinion. There's a, there's a study, an actual study. They, they looked at the empirical evidence, everything. A lot of women, act, when they get to a certain age, their priorities change. A lot of their priorities change. It's only a very unique group of women. Who don't even care about whether they get married or they have children or they have a partner and they go to life with with someone? Very few, they're very unique. Can I can I play devil's advocate? Okay. What about for the very few the
0: women that you're talking about that are, are the priorities are not going to change? They are focused and even more hardworking and and make more sacrifices in terms of their career. But then you know they might say. In my company there's a, a like especially maybe the board of directors or whatever it may be there's a boys club mentality and a lot I have heard a lot of people talk about that
3: um, so your question is is there a boys club mentality in amongst yeah. the board of directors um, yeah to a degree to a degree there is a boys club um, mentality and I'm glad that to be honest there's, there's also a plus side to this argument about more uh, diversity in, let's say, the organizational structure. Um, in, in, in any situation or in any company, you do need balance. The study that I'm talking about, um, one thing that they also addressed is that men in general, whether it's work or, um, or just in general personal life, are less agreeable compared to women. So, for example, and this is just, it's not to say all men or all women are like this. Hold on. Are you saying,
0: hold on. I want you to say that again. I'm trying to listen to this. Say it again. Sorry.
3: Okay. This, this, uh, the psychology report that I'm, I'm referring to, mm-hmm. highlighted that in terms of the male and female psyche or behavior, rather, men... Mm-hmm. Tend to be uh, less agreeable as a group. Yeah, in general, like not, not compared to to, compare to women. Compared to
0: women, compared to women. Are so, you talking about in, in a, like in general
3: or just in corporate culture? I mean, the focus was mostly um, um, on corporate culture, but yeah. The focus- wow, we, we, women are going
0: to have a problem with that study. I want to see that study. Yeah, you no, think so?
3: you don't think let me okay so let me elaborate so when i say uh the men are less agreeable so for example in a corporate situation where you might want to take a deal right men tend to to sort of fish out the best deal that they can get out of And and you don't think women are no no not to say look this is Okay, when, when, when we look at empirical evidence, it's not to say that all women are like that or all men are like that. In general, based on the study that we've collected, yes, men tend to be less agreeable. When it comes men
0: tend to be... I don't know, Dylan, I, that study, so I don't know. Honestly, I think...
3: I don't know, I'm thinking you know, about it, man. No, no, no. I, okay, actually, let me, let, me, let me elaborate a bit more okay Mm -hmm. so i'll take i'll I'll use a a practical situation so for example at at my i'm not going to name the company because you're getting me fired (laughs) um but the company that I was at the former the former ceo like i said she was she was amazing she was someone i i I really respected because you could tell she knew what she was doing you know, she just, she could sort of like boss the whole room. Like whenever she walked into the, you know, um, the boardroom and the aura changed.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: She is not an agreeable person. And I, I could see it when we would have conference calls, when we would have different, um, invest, different investment hedge funds from the States or, you know, um, in different parts of the world when they would call us and we would have a conference call. She was not an agreeable person. She would say, no, this is how it is. This is what we want or this is what we're doing. She would never just sort of like succumb to whatever was on the table or whatever was said. So for women who are, for example, career focused, like they just care about their career, they don't care about their personal life or getting married or having kids or whatever it is, they are more likely to be less agreeable because they they peak the game. They know how the game is. But women, for example, who want to have a balance of things, they want to have a good personal life and a good personal work life, they're going to be to a degree more agreeable in comparison to men. Not to just say that ah, they just accept whatever is given to them.
0: I, I I I want to read this. That you know, I, I want to continue this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Once, once I educate myself more and 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 have conversations with other people, because I think that's a problematic
3: report. <laughs> Honestly, okay, okay, okay. Elaborate for me? Why would it would be problematic? Because, because I'm that's...
0: just talking about in my in my, in my own experience. Okay. I okay. just don't see that. I feel like. It's actually the opposite, to be honest.
3: Oh, now. I'm talking about now. No, 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 no. If you're talking about now... I
0: actually think when dudes are among each other, we're more agreeable and there's a bit more of a mob mentality and groupthink mentality. I don't know about corporate life because I've never been... I'm just saying that, but I'm just trying to bring it into like a normal life and, and people that I know and when we're in a group, whether it be maybe it's a family meeting or whatever, it's like... Mm, I actually think women are more objective
3: than than what that report is saying. Okay, I think I, I think I understand we we're, we're missing. Mm. Okay, so for example, and they used um, a contractual basis to 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 to, to sort of um, see the difference. So for example, it showed that in in a renegotiation of your your salary in terms of contract or benefits, mm. women. Like for example, your HR, uh, your mm-hmm. HR department will present and say, oh, "Okay, we're renewing your, uh, your contract. This is what we're offering. We're gonna increase it by two percent. This, this, and that." Um, women in general would tend to accept it. Men, in terms of that, would try and leverage to get more. So. The woman might take a two percent in- increase in their salary. Th- that
0: that <laughs> I agree with because I yeah. think we're we're more hagglers and hustlers than females are. And yeah. don't take it personally, females, but I I just believe that hundred yeah. percent.
3: That's actually what I'm referring to. Mm. I, that's that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes, that's what I actually mean. That's
0: what I've even even seen that experience
3: with dealing with real
0: estate agents, and I just feel like, and please don't take shots at me, but there's certain things that men are good better than women than women, and certain things women are better than men. But I feel like men are better real estate agents than females because they can they, they they're hagglers, man. They don't take anything. I, I've seen that personal, from personal experience. Mm. Men are better real estate agents, and the way you're saying it, I agree with that
3: one hundred percent. Yeah, so that—that's that's, that's, that's what I. Me. Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm not talking about like you know general. Mm. I'm talking about very subtle things like contract negotiations. Why do you think people who do auctions and shit like that are always
0: men? <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> We're just better at that. You know what I mean? It's just how life is. Yeah. You know. So shoot that's... Me. So. So, are we on the same page in terms of that? No, no
3: I, I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, now I understand where the style is coming from. So, um, but just to, like I said, just to clarify, this is not to say all oh, women or oh, all men are like that. Yeah, yeah, don't get triggered, please. Don't yeah. cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of men who are easily agreeable as well, you know, and there are a lot of women who are not as agreeable, you know. So, okay. so yeah, in terms of the whole gender pay thing, it's, it's, it's a myth. It's not real. There are a lot of variables in play, and and just to to address another thing that you spoke about, you know, uh, in terms of the NBA and the WNBA, to be very honest, if you if you if you come up and say, ah, oh, you know, they should get equal pay, I have to question your your level, because <laughs> what you're talking about is basic economics. You don't even need to 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 do a debate in it. It's a basic supply and demand, and that's why Dave Chappelle said you should just have to shut the fuck up. Because it's like, fam. <laughs> it's supply and demand. That's it. Yeah. It's not a conspiracy. If you guys want to get paid the same amount as
0: men, let me tell you one thing. Women are more than men. And No, what is it? No, yeah, yeah. Women are four billion. There are four billion women on this earth. So WNBA players, promote... Women's basketball, make it more entertaining, get better, get the same viewership the NBA has, and don't say, oh, you can't get that. Yes, you can, because there are four billion women. So market to more women, um, promote sports from, like, especially basketball and grassroots level, grow your fucking sport, and one day... You can get the same pay that Michael Jordan and LeBron James gets paid. There's no excuse, there's no ceiling level on 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 your sport. Don't give me of this bullshit because there are more women. Why don't women find WNBA interesting? I mean, that's a self, you know, reflection and self-awareness point of view and
3: And for me you know, with this. I just find it a pseudo pseudo outrage because if you even ask the women themselves, if to, if they can name one WNBA player, they can't even name them. That's number Got one. Kind of Diggins. Number, <laughs> number two. If you ask most women, if let even if we look at it from a football level, mm-hmm. they rather go and watch a Liverpool game, a Liverpool men's game, or a Liverpool women's game. A lot of them will say, "No, nah, I'd rather watch the men's game." Because so, you you're not as good
0: as the men. I mean, it, like I said, some things women do better than men, some things men do better than women. And in terms of a lot of sports, we are like, come on, genetically and whatever, we're just, you know, we're alpha. You're yeah. beta. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, what? I, huh? Okay. I would <laughs> yeah, let, uh, yeah, let's ooh. let's move on to um fake outrage and counter-count c- cancel culture and um me and you had a conversation about you thought that cancel culture is dying and i just think what dave chappelle bringing back to what dave chappelle how we addressed it and i'm sorry if i'm giving a lot of spoilers if you haven't watched it by now i don't know the fuck what you're doing but i think you know cancel culture you know is a crime against forgiveness you know it strips people off the right to change assuming their past will be their future. You know what I mean? And that's, and that's what David Chappelle was saying. Like, yo, the joke about... You know, the, when he started, is like, I'm a going to do impressions, and I only know two. And one of the impressions he did was uh, of people and how you're the... And he's like, that's why I stepped away from comedy specials for, for a while, because you motherfuckers bring up shit in the past and, you know, obviously, you brought the whole Kevin Hart shit. And, Min, you said something and you, you think that fake outrage and cancel culture on Twitter and on, on, on the gram and whatever is, 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 is dying and it's, it's a trend.
3: Well, I think it's going to die. I, I, I mean, like, I think um, it's slowly, to be honest with you, um, a lot of people are not into it. It's only, like you said before in the previous podcast, it's, it's, a, it's only a minority of people Yeah. Are just yes. extremely loud and don't really have lives but people who have lives and you know do things like normal people they don't care about a lot of these things so for example let's take you know there's always this sort of um, fake outrage about Chris Brown but chris da- Chris Brown sells out like if you look at how he's been doing like what fake outrage is there about Chris Brown please tell oh, me uh- I mean, like obviously you know people are always saying ah oh, you know why do people listen to Chris Brown's music or you know why not Indiana, you know, and stuff like that, you know, so it's, it's always and then they they bring up the the people who say that th- their boyfriend or husband right now
0: slapped them last week, but they're still together
3: <laughs> well, yeah, you know so um i I don't think this whole fake outrage, I don't think it's a true reflection of what really goes on
0: no, no, I agree with you, and I also feel like media is love, there's a lot of media that's feeding onto this, and that's why I don't watch news anymore. Like, yeah. I, I, I fuck news. I, last time I watched news was I don't know when. Like, I I, I, I have my own news, way, way of getting news, and I, traditional media is fucking, it's unreliable. It just is. And I think there's a lot of people who have agendas, especially, you know, there's reports about how Kevin Hart had to go apologize for three weeks every every single mainstream TV show in America and it's like they love that shit. You know what I mean? They love the the fake outrage in cancel culture, you know, perpetuating a story and then them taking it and then running with it. It's like fam. But that's not, you know, okay. That that's only a few people that fucking care about it, you
3: know, but you know, it makes makes it seem like it's it's bigger, a bigger issue than it is. Can I bring something that a lot of people don't know? Um, I spoke to one of my acquaintances. She, um, she, she's, she's uh, in the field of journalism, mm-hmm. and she she was very honest, uh, and I and I, I was actually quite surprised by her her objectiveness. And um, what she said is that journalism as a field, as an art, is dying. So they, oh, yeah, so a lot of these media, uh, you know, journalists, you know, platforms they need to make money so clickbait exactly clickbait mm-hmm. so if you've noticed in a lot of these um, clickbait sites you notice that there are a lot of ads on the side there's always so many like they like Dylan, it's
0: when, everything everyone is doing clickbait even CNN and Fox News and and CNBC and Sky News everyone and and, and you, you you're saying you and and what you're talking about like You send me an article about the next topic we're going to talk about. And you have to go through 12 different HTML pages for you to read a story. For you to read a little two-paragraph story, I have to go through 12 HTML pages. For anyone who doesn't know anything about websites, and I'm a web designer, and they get paid from AdSense from Google, from their sponsors, a click, on every one of those. So a story would definitely get 12 clicks. You know what I mean? A traditional one-page story or one HTML page story would get one click, but now by them putting putting this and splitting them into 12 different pages, they now get 12 times the amount of AdSense. It is a fucking cesspool of just, it's crazy. And I know exactly what you're talking about and I hate them sites.
3: It's annoying. So That's what it is, essentially. So it's so she was actually saying that. Listen, um, the level of integrity in terms of the the news that we now bring out, it's no longer there. It's about listen, what goes to pay. So let's find whatever story that we know people will will click on. We click on and exactly. It,
0: boom. So and then we we blast it with AdSense and adverts, and we make a lot of cash on it. There's no story. We just put a bunch of pictures and a bunch of quotes from Twitter. Like, there's no investigation journalism anymore. Niggas are going on Twitter. No one calls up people, you know, ask them, yo, what do you think of this? Like, well, let's go on Twitter. Let's get a bunch of quotables from people,
3: you know, who are verified. And that's a story. We we'll put it up. Exactly. So that's what it is, essentially. So, and uh, it's funny. Um, kenzo washington spoke about it a couple of years ago where you know yeah actually he spoke about it because one of the reporters i think she asked him something political and Mm -hmm. like nah i'm not answering that because i know that if i i mean i'm paraphrasing he didn't say it exactly like that but he basically said that i'm not going to answer that because i know that if i give you a certain bar you are going to misquote me you know, in order for you to get a certain clickbait. Mm, that's true. You know, and he, true. and he concluded and he said, look, what is the purpose of information? You know, too much information sometimes is not a good thing. You know, um, so, I mean, it, when he said that, because I, I saw that interview a, a while back when he said that, it made me look at things a bit differently. That's why whenever I hear news, you know, I don't look at one source. I look at four or five different sources and see, mm-hmm. uh, and." make my own judgment, like, like at the end of the day, say, okay, I've read four or five different sources. What's my conclusion about what being mm. been said? Is it true? Is it speculation? W- what is yeah. it? You know what I mean? And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have that skill or that. Design. Nah, nah, they're not. They're just going to take one source as truth. You know, so that's the problem that's going on right now, essentially. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of the cancel culture, um, I think it's going to take time. I think it will be here for at least another year or two.
0: But- another, nigga, another generation, Dylan. If Twitter doesn't go away, if Instagram doesn't go away, where do you think these people are going to go? Where do you think people who their lives is now centered around just out, fake outrage and that's a lot of people's lives are
3: just like, oh, that's oh, what they do. Okay, let me, let me, let me rephrase it. Mm-hmm. You're, I think you're, you're definitely right to say It's going to be here for a while But in mm-hmm. terms of how people perceive it It's going to be different People are not just going to take I think as time goes on People are definitely going to uh, peep, peep the game
0: and realize Cancel culture doesn't really cancel anyone Exactly I think that's So w- w- why, why, why give a shit about it There's exactly. no one person that they've actually you exactly. know, Stopped from working Or, or, or exactly. stopped anyone's money Exactly <laughs> exactly nah, that I, I i hear you. we're gonna get numb to it like okay yeah whatever
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah no really i mean i think especially- nah, I, I i hear what you're saying yeah mm-hmm. so yeah, okay you said it will definitely be here for a while because people this is their livelihood a lot of people are a lot of people have literally made a life from from cancelling things mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it will always be around but in terms of how people take it seriously you know, I, I mean, like, let's, let's take, let's, let's not even go too far. We'll go into, uh, like, for example, the uh, <laughs> Dave called him Juicy Smule. Oh, know.
0: that, oh, oh, my God. You man. know,
3: it's like, that was fucking hilarious. It's, it's, <laughs> let's take that for an example. A lot of people, you know, let's, let's take, let's say, in the peak or in the beginning of cancel culture, a lot of people would have taken what Uh, Jesse said on face value But because Mm -hmm. situations Like that where it turns out That Mandem was lying People definitely now say You know what every time I hear Outrageous bullshit I'm going to wait A while I'm going to look into it A little bit and find out for myself Because looking at things At face value you know You end up looking ridiculous when it, it Turns out that you know not true So yeah I mean that's my take on it yeah,
0: no. anyway, we're gonna move on to a subject that you're passionate about, but before that, I need to introduce the subject rightfully so.
1: This
0: is future, stick to the models, like Dylan. You know, this song. <laughs>
3: Never,
0: never Toxic masculinity 101
3: I love future man, you know I, <laughs> I, I just he's done so much for the culture you know he sacrificed so bangers like how can you not love that how can you not respect that
0: so um one of futures I don't know what she is. Baby mama, side chick, an Instagram model by the name of Eliza Rain. Um, um, Court document shows how when Future asked her to abort his seventh, seventh child, she said no. Um, uh, He went about hiring Jamaican hitmen to take her out. And uh, there were leaked uh, messages. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from future and uh this girl and i'm gonna I'm read some of these little uh string of messages that future was sending to this girl so this is future he was like i will never ever in life you must what you must bitch much ass bitch you so thirsty broke bitch you so happy and then the girl was like future you don't have to be there. I told you. I will do it on my own. Okay. Are you on, on your own, really? On your own? And you'll just be on child support. Period. And Future was like, definitely not my kid. Baby will never have a dad. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and then the messages continue. And then Future's like, my kids never have regular names. Kalik... Not it, Shorty. And then the girl was like, Kalik isn't regular. It means creator in Arabic. Bitch, what Arabic do you know? So then <laughs> uh, that's, that, that's not what Future said. But then Future is like, sound like a terrorist. And it's just whack. He <laughs> continues on to say, I told you how I feel about it. No going to keep it, not going to keep talking about it. I told you my input. Do you bitch? <laughs> okay, you didn't say bitch. But yeah. Ah This is this is this is your
3: hero. This is your hero. Oh man. Uh that, that, for me that's GOAT that's GOAT behavior. Like for me it's like <laughs> setting the bar so high. Um, but in all seriousness, uh In all like, no seriousness. In all seriousness. Um Look, both parties for me, they're both accountable in this entire situation. It's quite messy. Um, but I w- obviously future is accountable, you know, he needs to take accountability for you know the situation that he put himself in. But stop rowing these IG models, fam. That's number one. Stop rolling these IG models. That's number one. Number two, for me, I just don't like one thing I just don't like about that whole situation is I don't like this narrative that, she, you know, and she's not the only one. A lot of, you know, especially, well, look, people are different, but a lot of, a lot of these IG models or these women try and pretend as if, you know, they accidentally fell pregnant. A mm. lot, I, I hate that narrative. Listen, we are not dumb. A lot of us did biology in high school. Getting pregnant is not as easy Or as as, as just like, oh, yeah. Talk talk about it. It's not as easy as people want to make it seem. You need to be at your peak, which is your your ovulation period. A lot of women, and I've, and I've, I've actually spoken to a lot of women who are honest enough. I mean, we banter about it, but they've been honest enough to say, listen, you niggas are dumb. We know, like, for example, a lot of the women I've spoken to will say, listen, I can easily trap a nigga. I can simply clock that, Oh mandem has a lot of money my situation at the moment is not so good Mm. so i need money so i'm gonna let man beat raw during my ovulation period and then try and create this narrative that oh yeah i just felt pregnant and a lot of them purposely don't take the morning after that's another thing as well so it's a lot of it is actually pre-planned it's not by accident
0: Yes. This is this is City Girls 101. Mm. Let me trap a nigga. Let me put this nigga on child support. Let me get 50k a month. A 2,000 goes to the baby. I'ma just put that shit in my ass and buy Fendi and Gucci. It's a fucking scam that women are doing, you know. And I'm tired of your acting like, oops, I didn't intend. And Dylan, before you continue, this is what this girl said, right? On her Instagram, she's like, to be honest, I, I really think he did this and forced my hand to make me look bad, like this is what I pla- I had planned the whole time. I tried so many times to make things right with him for the sake of little mama. I didn't want courts involved. I've never been into that. I was raised on the courts for pol- police assholes. I was raised in, in, in and out of juvie. I don't want to see a courtroom either. But at this point... It is what it is, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You went to court because you won that money. You won that thirty fifty k a month. Don't give me this bullshit about I was raised in courts and and this goes back to shit we've talked about. It's like niggas, do your research with these hoes. You 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 pipe. I could tell this this shit was, this this female was going to do this. Like, she was raised upon that. What else do you expect from her? And that's my problem with rappers and niggas in general. You niggas don't do background research, these females. You niggas don't ask these females about how they grew up because they're going to perpetuate that shit onto the
3: next generation and to your kids. And we just breed degeneracy, ultimately. It's pathetic. So, I mean, like I said, both parties are accountable. I don't feel sorry for either one of them. Um, but like you said, a lot of these niggas, it's not even just rappers, but a lot of ni- like, like average niggas, they don't do their research. Because it's like, listen, if you're going to pipe any of these chicks and you know, listen, I would never wipe this, this chick. Listen, if you feel like she's a bit, you know, a bit scummy, Buy, buy the morning after yourself. If you feel like yo, like I, I need to, I need to nut in this chick. Buy the morning after yourself. And she's what? not even that fresh. Exactly. That's the thing That kind of like you can tell a lot of it is just augmentation. She, she, she got a bum lift. You know, it's, it's. I mean, she's cute, but it's like you know, she's not like, you know, so. I don't feel sorry for any one of those parties. Um, what I just do want to clarify is that I just don't like that narrative as if she's a victim. She knew what she was doing. This was pre-planned. She, a lo- Listen, I've spoken because I, I, I always want to get information from all spectrum And a lot of women who are honest enough will tell me like, yo, you niggers are dumb. We plan this shit. We wait until our ovulation period. And and I have some
0: advice for future Hendrix. Seventh kid, don't you think it's time to get that shit cut? Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, like, like. Like, like all your fucking royalties are going to go to your big mamas. What is your fucking legacy other than your music? He's going to be a retired like rapper because he's not going to have any money left. Let's keep it a fucking buck.
3: Yeah, honestly, um, I, I don't know, you know, look, Future lives that fast life, so it is what it is, you know, um, for me, I see it, I mean, like, I see it as comedy, I don't even take it seriously, so when I hear stuff like this about Future, I laugh, it's so funny, it's so satirical for me So uh, do you
0: believe that he tried to hire Jamaican hitman then? um (laughs) i mean the text the text kind of show that type of
3: vibe like yeah man's is not on it um i wouldn't be surprised and to be honest with you it's not right but i i I, I get i I low-key kind of get it like you know um i low-key kind of get it it's definitely not right but i get it it's like sometimes it's just like yo like I just need to make it look like an accident kind of thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> she falls and then boom, you know. Um, so I, I I, I wouldn't put it past him. He might have actually tried to hire some Jamaican niggas and, you know, try and, you know, cancel the baby out kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like I said, they're both accountable. They're both, they're both stupid as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah. do you want to clarify, I mean, like, that whole victim mentality. You no, know, you knew what you were doing, and this this goes the same for you know Drake's baby mamas. That 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 girl knew. I I, I know. I I have never met this woman. I, I honestly I honestly think Drake knew also.
0: <laughs> I just didn't think he would get that backlash. I think in that case, I don't think he was trapped. I think Drake trapped himself. I'll be honest. could elaborate on that. I, I think like Drake busted or not, knowing I'm gonna give this chicken child. I don't think it was. It was Drake. Is just to me, he's just corny enough to trap himself. Ah, but I girl- think he wanted the kids, so, but not didn't want to do anything with it. But
3: the girl is clapped though. Do you? I, I, I mean like, are you, are you sure? I mean like, I know Drake is corny, but I I don't think he really wanted to be <laughs> trapped. That kind of chick. Maybe and someone else. Yeah, maybe. But her? Nah. To be very honest with you, nah. Honestly, I think that girl planned it. And here's another thing, you know, because that girl, she got deported. You know, like what Pusha said. Like, Pusha wasn't gassing. She really got deported. (laughs) Like, yo, like, I make most of my money in the States. So if I'm deported and I'm back in Paris, like, what am I going to do kind of thing? So, um... For me, I think she planned it. She knew what she was doing. She probably waited for an ovulation period, you know. Um, and because, I mean, like, um, from, what I, from what I've heard, apparently, you know, um, man's used the rubber. I don't know how far true that is, you know. Um, and who knows? She might have poked the holes. or probably took He's not. Uncle uh... I'm, 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 I'm am I'm I, I don't think people understand how much of this is like an actual scam like there's a whole system to it and a lot of men well a lot of things that people don't know a lot of these women get together and they and they enable each other and they tell you like yo like you know like i'm living good like i trapped this nigger. this is what i did i did xyz i waited until my ovulation period you know even when he used the rubber you know i just took his, the you know the rubber took his nut myself in. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. whole... Yeah, I've, I've heard about that. Yeah. To it. Like, it's not random. I can promise you that. It's not random. People try and make it seem as if, like, mandem are just, like, falling pregnant by mistake. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it's not work, it doesn't work that way. Getting pregnant is actually... It, it's a very calculating thing. You actually have to wait for a specific period. So, yeah, that's my take on it.
0: Oh, wow. Anyways, so, do you think he has a right, like what what, what Chappelle was saying about, you want to keep this, I want you to abort this. She said she took time to think about it and she didn't. Does he have a right to be like, okay, I'm going to do with this?
3: Well, of course, because he made himself perfectly clear. He made himself perfectly clear. He said, listen, I don't want this baby. I don't even want to be a part of it if you keep it. So, if you... As a woman you decide for yourself that nah i want to have this baby then it's your it's your responsibility mm-hmm. it's, it's okay let's, let's let's break it down in the simplest form if mm-hmm. let's you found and obviously i'm not saying this is the same um example but if let's say you found uh let's say it's two people you happen mm-hmm. into uh uh, uh uh a stray puppy in the streets and the woman says, yo, this, this puppy is all alone. It needs someone to take care of it. And the man yeah. says, ah, I, I, I don't want to do that. But then the woman decides it upon herself to take it. If they take, if she takes it back home, that puppy, that man has no obligation to feed it or provide any. <laughs> it. No, really. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Uh, to be honest with you, I think in in the in the United States they definitely need to amend the whole principle of um, of child support because I, and I think it would actually benefit society in the sense that people would make less stupid mistakes. People would oh, not intentionally, yeah. you know, create you know these children and you know that they can't really take care of. So I think they definitely need to amend it so that it's balanced and it's fair. And I think a lot of things would improve in society overall. You know what I mean? It would force, I think it would actually force people to make sure they have children with people that they actually want to be with. These, you know, and I'm sorry to say this, these like bastard children, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, I know, but that's the term. You know, that's Uh that's the actual term for it. You know what I mean? Instead of just creating bastard children who will be fatherless, motherlessness, you know. Mm. Um So yeah, I mean that's my take on it. They definitely need to amend. Like what they said, it needs to be amended so that yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because women have peeped the game, and they're clever. Mm. They've been clever. I have to give it to them. They peeped the game, and they said, "Listen, I can literally because child support is until that kid is eighteen. You literally secure your life. I know eighteen years plus. Yeah. So." And it- yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
0: we're gonna continue on to some uh, salacious shit. Pusha T. It's got a song it did with uh, Miss Lauren Hill and uh, let me play it for you and we can talk about this next topic.
2: No one's stealing
0: Shit is hard.
2: You don't my away. Who ain't get to, to go to school like a J-Cole? Who ain't have a silver spoon or a back row? Who won't talk the golden rule? What they may do. do. Free lunches and apple juices. Full stamps, a shame to use.
0: I haven't had, I haven't heard Lauren Hill sounding this good in a while. Yeah. What did you listen
3: to this song, Dylan? Yeah, I, I did, I did, um, just quite briefly because I wanted, you know, just to get the feel of it. Um, ah, what but. What did you
0: think about the "I'm speaking to the soul of my black native bros, who ain't get get to go to school like a J Cole." Wayne have a silver spoon or bankroll, who weren't taught the golden rule, but they may do. Was this... Because, like, I have to go to Genius and, like, read these lyrics. Like, is that a shot at J.
3: Cole? Um, like I said, it could be interpreted in in two ways, really. It could be a shot, you know, but it, it could also just to say, listen, I cater for a certain demographic, you know, um which is fair, like, you know, I mean, for example, Drake caters to a certain demographic, Cole caters to a certain demo. like, everyone, like every artist caters to a specific demographic. Um, but, I mean, on the flip side of it, if it is a shot, I don't know, man, like, I really love Pusher. He's, mm-hmm. His pen game is amazing, but it's just like, why do you have to take a shot at Cole? Like Cole is like one of the nicest guys. Okay, okay. I I, I just
0: I just I want to see what Genius says because Genius always breaks down this shit. Genius wrote like three paragraphs about this line. This, this about two bars. Um, he, um, about the whole speaking to my soul, black native bros. here pushed juxtaposes the school to jail system for young black men against the backdrop of higher education, HBCU. Uh, or, the, or, those, or those blacks who had it a little better, just enough to escape the trappings of streets. In an interview with Ibro Darden on Apple Music's Beats Round Radio, Pusha said of the song it speaks to just giving hope to those who are coming home and telling people who are locked up and behind the wall, we're we, 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 we waiting on them. And we're going to be out here as a support system while they get home. While most will make this about the J. Cole line, it has nothing to do with an ongoing tension with the two. It is all to do with the fact that J. Cole is a shining example of a young black man who made it to college. Okay. So it's not a shot. It's more like, okay, I'm just com- comparing somebody who actually went to school and went to college and, you know, did well, you know, I, I understand it now, now I understand it. It's not a shot.
3: Yeah, that's why I said it
0: can be looked... Although at. I can understand why some people yeah. would think that. Because he after he said J. Cole, he said, we ain't have a silver spoon or a bankroll. It's like, okay, mm, okay, yeah. We're, yeah. We're, tipi- we're tipping on it a little bit.
3: Yeah, that's why I was just a bit like, I was a bit... I felt a bit iffy about it. Because if anyone who knows J. Cole's life, you know, he, he didn't have a silver spoon. Like, he actually had a pretty tough time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. That's what confused me. Yeah, because I was like, what what are you? You're making it seem like Cole had this affluent life. He really had it tough. If you actually watch Mm. a lot of these documentaries, you know, he grew up in a very tough environment, you know, with his mother, his brother. His brother went to jail. Like, a lot of things happened. So, you know, so I would say, J. Cole. I mean, but compared to Pusher, Pusher on this song
0: talks about. Did you have to grow up with the user? Have you ever lived with the user? He's always talking about the cocaine and drug life. So it's like, I can stand from from his position. Mm, Cole is like nothing. He didn't go through
3: shit compared to what Pusha went through. I mean, like, look, we're not going to do struggle Olympics, but, you know. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, Cole's mother was a cocaine user. His mother was a cocaine user. His mother was a victim of domestic abuse. Like, Cole went through a lot. And for me, I mean, like, look, obviously, you know, Pusha probably went through, you know, his fair share of, of, of struggle. But for me, I, I look at Cole as a shining example of how someone can take a bad situation and make the best out of it. You know, he had... Cole, for me, is someone who had character. You know, irrespective that, look, he came from a tough background. He still managed to not only educate himself but do what he actually loved you know which was rapping making music Mm -hmm. you know and 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 i'll draw um an analogy as well there's a there's a there's a dichotomy that happens here look at look look at cole and his brother they grew up in the same context cole came out better in the situation his brother didn't so i think cole for me, Cole sort of provides that balance to say, listen, I went through the same thing that you might be going through, whether, you know, you know you're on, on, on welfare, you know, you have a parent who is, abuses a uh, drug or, you know, you grew up in a single parent, all these different things that sort of plague the black community. He's telling you like, yo, I went through it and look, I came out of it. You know what I mean? And he's also spoken about his brother. He's like, yo, unfortunately, my brother, the things that we went through, it seemed to have affected him more. And ultimately, he ended up in prison. Mm -hmm. So, it, course, sort of gets to show you both sides of how things can turn out. And he essentially says to you, like, listen, irrespective of your background, you have a choice. You might have the shittiest background ever, but you ultimately have a choice. And he spoke about it in... What song was it um hold on let me it's in forest hill dry so,
0: so so somebody on twitter said um, and i i don't know why people what beef it is and if there is a beef it's a very underlying dry beef someone on twitter said cold through a jab in middle child i didn't know that when he said but i'd never beef with a nigga for nothing it won't be because my shit ain't selling the same like oh, that's that's <laughs> How okay. is that a diss to Pusher? And then Pusher responded with them speaking to the soul, of my black native bros waiting us sc- go to school like a J. Cole. How are any of them, like, digs?
3: Like, the middle child beef, how do we know he's talking about Pusher? Like, it's I so mean, subtle. It's so subtle, but I could understand how it could be interpreted like that. Um, but, okay, let's, okay, let's, let's flip it. Let's say that Pusher took that as a, as a diss. Wow. Okay. No, no, I mean, let's, let's flip it. Let's go with the narrative.
0: Pusher's 42 to old They can't be taking shit like that as a diss. That's that, come on, man. Like yeah, I, that. I'm, but I'm saying,
3: like, because I'm, I'm going with the narrative. Okay, yeah, okay yeah, let's go. Let's, go. If, let's say Pusher took that as a diss, even if it is, and it's very subtle, obviously. Mm-hmm. What J. Cole said, there is some element of truth to it there is some element of truth there because pusher okay p- people in the streets have always known that pusher was cold like people always knew but we mm-hmm. can lie that pusher dissing drake to a degree elevated his career that it never had before like people like pusher started going on fucking, what what these daily shows on uh what, what do you call them these daily shows that he's performing and he's being interviewed like, Pusher has never really had that kind of exposure prior, you know, the Drake stuff. Let's be, let's keep it a buck. Pusher had, had respect in the streets, but in terms of that commercial acknowledgement or success, that only happened after, because obviously people are like, obviously people who are into mainstream stuff, obviously they're like, yeah, I've heard, I've heard of Pusher T, but I don't really know who he is. And then obviously now it's like, okay, let me peep. Push his stuff. Let me listen to Day- to Daytona. Let me listen to his previous project. It did elevate his 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 you know his work a little bit more. Maybe not significantly, but it, it sort of sh- like shined a light a little bit. So mm-hmm. if, even if Cole said that, there is an element of truth to what he said, anyway. So that's I mean that's my take on it. You know.
0: Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. If they were to get at it, who do you think would win? Pusher
3: call. That's a tough one because they both their pin games are quite you know pusher, pusher is very violent. So when he says something, it really hits the core. Like and the thing is the way Pusher raps, it's like he's talking. Like he's having a conversation with you. Like he's saying it in your face kind of aura. Mm. Core, it's very clever. It's very like easy. yeah. I've never, I, I, I've never seen aggressive, aggressive call Yeah, core is not aggressive. So, mm-hmm. I think where they would sort of, you know, because the, both their pen, work, it's amazing. But yeah. where would sort of the line would be the level of aggressiveness? And core is not True. an, aggressive, he's not an aggressive.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't want to see that. One beat I would love to see is Pusher Kendrick. That's one I, I would want to see. Yeah, I think that's... I want to see, see Kendrick in a beef. Even though he keeps himself, I just want to see that <laughs> so badly. <laughs> I wanted Kendrick and Big Sean to beef, but I think Big Sean is just going through this whole mental health, let me, you know, let me get better shit. Like, ah, fam. I, I wouldn't even want to see see that because I know Kendrick will just... will just annihilate him with all that bullshit.
3: <laughs> oh, you know what? The day that I realized that Kendrick was violent, if you listen to The Heart Part 4, <sighs> that was just, that was just, you should have been arrested for that. That was just cold, you know. Um, so I was just like, nah, sh- Big Sean doesn't want that. He doesn't, he doesn't want that smoke. So I think the only one who could potentially, like, compete with, with, with Kendrick in terms of, like, just in terms of skill and just aggressiveness. Yeah, Pusher. Could 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 go toe to toe with um, with Kendrick? Uh, Drake Drake is that whole corny oh yeah you know I had something in the bag but I didn't want to to tarnish my legacy bullshit. So Drake <laughs> Drake nah Drake Drake you know what Drake because of how he handled the Meek situation, I mm-hmm. wouldn't underestimate him because what he did with with Meek was just like it was good it was just amazing execution. But then he lost points with how he dealt with the, with the pusher thing. So uh, mm. it, it all depends on what the context is. It all depends on what they're even um, rapping about, like what they beef about, you know what I mean? Yeah. And continue. Yeah, um, so the next topic is obviously, you know, the report that came out about uh, Trump um, apparently passing on a memo um, to... One of the FBI directors, or former FBI directors. Okay, so um, apparently um, uh,
0: the DOJ, you know, declines prosecution of ex-FBI director J- James Corney for leaked Trump memos found that he violated policy. You know, uh, the former director violated Peru policy by disclosing the contents the context of confidential mem- memos Detailing his interaction with the President Donald Trump, but the Justice Department has declined, declined to file charges in this case, according to an internal review by Justice Inspector General. In um, sharply uh, worded rebuke, the Inspector General concluded that uh, Corny, wh- who was abruptly fired two years ago, Um, broke with Baru rules by both authorizing the disclosure of the memos and by failing to notify the FBI that he had stored some of them at home. Um, uh, Yet prosecutors found no reason to bring
3: criminal charges. Mm, Interesting. But that sounds like it's more about Comey than it is about Trump.
0: I mean, yes, but why is it that they don't want to um, file charges against him when he was in breach? Call me That's or... my question. To, to why, do, why, 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 why don't they want to file charges against Comey?
3: Okay, um, my take on this is, and we also have to take into consideration that whether it's the FBI or the CIA, they're not people who've essentially done things by the books or things that are considered as ethical. So there's always for me an underlying um, agenda at play. So whenever someone has done something bad or you know, someone I mean, let's take for example Hillary Clinton. Under normal circumstances, what Hillary Clinton did with the with the email she should have been in prison for a very long time. Okay, yeah, I right hear. Yeah, so 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 because they are certain individuals and they fit a certain agenda or narrative or they have some kind of leverage, they sort of get a pass or they sort of just ignore it kind of thing. And, you know, and then the media is just sort of like... Because you know how it is with the media. You know, for a week or two, we'll be onto a particular topic and then, you know... Something comes up, and then you completely forget that. Oh, you know, there was a case with the FBI, or there was a case with this, or there was a case. Yeah, with that. yeah. Oh, so it's so with stuff like that. To be honest with you, unless we know what you know, um, what the details are of like what he. I mean, like yeah, he was taking certain files home that he shouldn't have. You know, stuff like that. But unless we know what the agenda is, then I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I can't take it any. I can't take it seriously. Because there are a lot of things that were problematic and they never got dealt with because they didn't fit into the particular narrative or agenda that they wanted to push.
0: But but then, what's his name? Um, uh, what's his name? Um, one of the FBI's... Um, what is his name? I'm looking for his name right now. He came out and he said that it, it's all a lie. He didn't break any FBI DOJ rules. <laughs> That, you know, it's but, bullshit, basically.
3: But it, it's all hearsay at this point. Mm, mm. And the fact that, you know, they're throwing Trump into the mix, where for me personally, I'm failing to see how he, he's directly involved. You know, it's it just sounds like conspiracies and like this. <laughs> and it. No, really. I mean, like, because and the reason why I'm saying this, remember, was it early this year or late last year? Where you know, uh, the same dude Comey, uh, you know, he went up to the Supreme Court, and you know, prior he went into court, he was talking about how he's got incriminating evidence about Trump, and you know, it was going to, yeah,
0: they they just uh, recently they just uh, what's it called, the Washington Examiner, you mm. know, apparently, uh, the, there's a rumor that came out that uh, there's a new new report that got released by the Justice Department, mm. Inspector Generals, and it apparently. You know, Comey had a plan to ambush Trump with the whole Moscow six allegation, and so yeah he 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 seems like he's got a lot of had a lot of schemes when he was in the FBI that he was a part of. so it's like, mm, yeah, I I, I, I I don't know his relationship with Trump is just yeah so iffy I,
3: for me because i I actually can't take him seriously because you know because i I will never forget that time because the media made it seem like, yes, this is the thing that's going to get Trump impeached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out what he was talking about. I was like, bruv, you're not saying anything. Like, there was Jack. Like, there was nothing that he said that was even remotely incriminating. And the media looked like fools. Comey looked like a fool. And it sort of confirmed what Trump was saying, like, ah, fake news, you know, conspiracy theory. You know, and it actually, that whole situation actually probably... Um, it probably upped Trump's ratings because it it supported what he had been saying. Like, yo, like this is just fake news. Like they're just gassing, you know what I mean? So now this whole thing is coming out. Now it's just like, bro, do you not do you not remember what happened last time? So how can? But apparently,
0: take- Trump is not happy that DOJ haven't uh, haven't um arrested him or filed charges. But I understand why he would feel like that because this is somebody who wanted to ambush him and you know who who tried to try to
3: trap him basically and 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 send him to jail. But yeah, Yeah. so I mean, look, honestly speaking, I mean the way I would conclude it is that anything that revolves uh, or that involves Trumps, um, all the stuff because I always I see it every day and I can't even run away from it. Anything that involves trump i take it with a pinch of salt because there's no objective narrative you, see, you can tell who because i you know do you know what i do i always look at uh the author or the writer of the article and i always go uh, you know whether it's the um twitter page or the instagram page they're all liberals they're mm. all they're all uh, and, and and that's
0: the thing that I, i've noticed why does left-wing media love call me so much mm. Huh? This nigga got a seven-figure book deal. He's he's making two hundred fifty thousand dollars for every speech he makes. Mm. The left wing loves James Comey.
3: Yeah. So honestly, I don't I don't really take anything I hear about Trump. I really always take it with a pinch of salt because it's like when you look at who's writing it, they're all left, far left wing liberals. So their their writing is, is, is barely it's not even close to being objective, you know. Like I, I mean, like I know this is sort of um, um, sort of taking a left swing, but um, like I was reading today, they were trying they were talking about the Jeffrey Epstein dude and the Prince Andrew, mm. and, and oh, Prince, but, Prince Andrew's like nah nah I know nothing <laughs> and they they kept trying to throw in Trump. Into the picture And I was like Bro The last time man Saw this This dude was 2007 Before actually The allegations came out Before mm-hmm. A lot of people Had been seen A lot of high profile people The The Clintons The Had been seen With Jeffrey Epstein After The 2009 Allegation a uh, 2008 Allegation So it's like Why do you Cause Cause What it is Essentially It's it, um it's guilty by association trick. You're trying to somehow squeeze Trump into the narrative to make him seem like he's part of this sex you know, ring. Peter but but there are stories of the parties that
0: he used to throw in Florida and mm-hmm. how he used to have three to two ratio of women to men at his parties and how he was like, yo, if Apesden is coming, you know, it's, you know, and, he, and some, apparently there's a quote that apparently somebody said the other guys aren't coming but you know he said I, I don't care because Jeff's coming so it's like I understand how people are trying to twist these the, you know the, um, a, a lot of these things that happened a couple years ago so I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I, I'm not gonna just not say Trump had nothing to do with this ring of you know powerful white men and, and you know but I understand that it was a long time ago and he did distance himself.
3: Yeah, no, I, I get what you're, you're saying. I mean, that's the, mm-hmm. of the perspective of, you know, the, the whole situation. Um, I think ultimately my conclusion is that with the amount of hate Trump has, Trump, mm-hmm. any incriminating thing would have come out by now. People... I don't know why people make it seem like Trump just came from nowhere. Trump mm-hmm. has known for ages. Yeah. We, we've known him since we were kids. So anything that was of substance that was incriminating, it would have come out. They, they should have been something to collaborate these mm-hmm. so-called conspiracies or these so-called things that Trump was supposedly. But all we're hearing is just conspiracy. There's, I have, I have, I've, I'm yet to see... A plethora of women who outwardly said, Hey, I was 14, I was 15. Uh, Trump, I saw him do this or he did this. Like what happened with the uh Harvey Weinstein situation with the Harvey, and I,
0: and I think why they're trying to bring the whole uh Prince Andrew and Trump because obviously they were part of the whole social life where they, they would hang out and whatever. But uh, this this, like we're saying,
3: pictures from years, years, years ago, exactly. So and like i said with the amount of hate that he has something mm. incriminating would have come whether it's uh, corroborating um evidence from a plethora of women confirming what they've gone through with trump or pictures or at least or videos but there's nothing there's actually nothing it's all just a hearsay oh yeah like there was that no, old- not here. and yeah. then there's this whole apparently one of the one of the victims
0: uh who spoke in court um uh, at the Apesin, um case. Apparently, she was recruited as a teenager at uh, Mar-a-Lago, which were um, Trump's parties. But just because Jeffrey was recruiting all these females at Trump's parties, does that mean he's associated? Like, let's look at this, like, holistically and just, uh, just because we hate Trump and, you know, the left wing, that's what I hate about that. Like, just because you niggas hate Trump and whatever. And now, like, come on, look at it objectively. Like, just because of this nigga sick nigga's actions that he was recruiting at trans parties does not necessarily mean that Trump knew about it. Mm. Come mm. on, man. It's a party. I, there are thousands of people are there. Like, is it responsible? If I throw a party and man's attaching niggas' asses and shit, am I responsible for it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and I can be objective in saying, even though I'm not a, Trump's biggest fan, I can objectively do that. But left-wing media? You niggas are annoying sometimes. All the time. Oh, my fucking
3: God. It's like, fam. And, and I, there's I, no story here. And to be very honest with you, I like I've said, you know, in terms of the cancel culture, people are, are beginning to peep the game. People <clears throat> are no longer taking any of this stuff seriously. A lot of people are taking things with the, with the hint of salt. So whenever people hear anything about Trump, we look at it like, ah, OK, yeah, you say X, Y, Z, but what's the real or, or full picture? You know what I mean? So uh, to be honest with you, the, the left uh, are shooting themselves in the foot because if they approach things objectively, let's of course, look, you are on a particular side and you, you, you have you reserve the right to, to state, OK, this is my side. But if you were to able, like, if you were able to, to say, okay, as much as this is my stance, I can agree or I can say, yeah, sure, fine, fair enough. There might not be enough evidence or might not be enough collaborating information to back up what I'm saying. I think most people, you know, would, you know, most people wouldn't have a problem with what they say, but because the agenda is so clear that all it is is that we hate them. So how do, I, how do I take you seriously? Because when there's hate involved, how, how, how do I know you're being objective? Yeah. So honestly, I mean, whenever I hear anything about Trump, I don't even take it that seriously because I know that there's an agenda. Especially that Epstein thing. It's actually annoying for me because it's funny. They keep repeating the same story. It's not even fresh. Like the mm-hmm. story I read today, they just, re, they just reshuffled words. But it's a story that they brought up like two weeks ago. That's it. So it's like you're repeating the same story a different word. What you're trying to do is trying to shape the narrative and make it seem as if mandem was part of it. And it's like we don't, we, don't, we don't actually have any conclusive proof or evidence of that. <laughs> that's true. You know, that's so...
0: And then the left-wing media, you know, they're doing such a fantastic job, you know, of undermining Donald Trump's election to the point where I feel like, the, you know, the the people that vote, you know, for the Democrats or whatever, if they don't win, I feel like they'll believe somebody tampered with the election. Because that's how, like, they, every single day, they're like, nah, you know, they're doing such an, an amazing job, like, nah, there's no way... You know, Trump can be winning, there's no way, like, nah, really, he is, you know. And if he does, it, it's not just because they're tampering, no, like, the he, people do still fuck with him. And you know, the left doesn't have a, a candidate that can win against him, to be honest.
3: And Trump, had- is Ryu, Trump is right, Trump is right, you right now from Street Fighter. <laughs> you can't yeah. beat that, nigga. <laughs> Seriously. And One thing that I don't like, and I would like to add on the point, point, um, mm. thing that I don't like about the left, even when they, like, it, with their like favors, the, the, the Kamalas, the, the Bidens, the Bernie Sanders, mm. what I don't like about them, there's no level of objectiveness to say, listen, yeah, this is who we're rooting for, but hey, you know what, you can't of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's no level of even with their own people. So it's yeah. like you're so blinded because I mean, I mean, like I've had this conversation with people and people laugh at me, you know. Mm-hmm. Where I'll tell them, I was like, "You genuinely think Biden's gonna win?" And they and they're <laughs> so convinced. They'll like, be like, "Yeah, yeah." Like they and they're so passionate about it. They're so convinced. They're like, "There's no way Trump is going to win after everything that's happened. After everything he said, there's no way." People have come to their senses. I was like, "Oh, okay, all right, okay." That's what you think. I was like, "Okay, let's wait for the election." And I think people are gonna get the biggest shock of their lives when the election oh, yeah. come out. I've been
0: telling. I'm, I'm not even gonna watch election night. You know that whole election night when when the results come and like the votes start coming in. I'm not even gonna bother this time. Like for the last three elections, I've been watching it, staying up tonight, uh, up up to the morning. I'm not going to do that. I just know I'm going to wake up and D-Trump and is going to, yeah. you know, is going to win this shit. It's not even a contest. I,
3: it's it's a, it's going to be a landslide for me because, do you know what? There's something that Piers Morgan said that I found pretty interesting. He had a... You, li- you listened to Piers Morgan. No, know? no, no, no. I know, no, no. no I, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Piers, but... Okay. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm a fan of him. Um, uh-huh because i like like what we've been talking about i i always want to look at things for more spectrum um he had a pretty interesting uh um interview with ben shapiro and i was very surprised by pierce and you know he was saying listen as much as i might have certain reservations about trump he has no competition for he 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 essentially uh, echoed the sentiments i have because he said listen Mm -hmm. you need to analyze." Trump's, because, okay, and this is something, I mean, um, that he added, I found which I found pretty interesting. He said, listen, I met Trump uh, a few years ago, before all these the shenanigans happened, and yeah. he said, look, I feel like I'm a good judge of character, and one thing I will say about Trump is that all this stuff that he's doing, it's a marketing scheme. It's a facade. He peeped the game and said, listen, if I'm, if I'm going to garner any attention or any I am mm-hmm. to be the polar opposite of, of all these guys whether it's the, the Hillary's, the Obamas, whatever it is mm-hmm. he said Trump is, is 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 he said Trump is quite intelligent and people don't give him the credit that he actually deserves no, so he's I, intelligent. I, I, I would I would believe that 100% he said he's very intelligent he's very charming and the most important thing he thrives over animosity. He said he thrives over it. He thrives over competition. He th- <laughs> and, and and you know people like that, Uncle Larry, are very dangerous because you challenge them. Because for example, you might say, "Ah, oh, you're whack" or "You're like this." People mm-hmm. like that who take that level of of negativity and you and try and generate it to something positive are dangerous because they go all out. They look at every. Possible possibility or every scheme or every mm. they can apply so that's what he said about Trump He said I didn't Trump did not strike me as someone who's a uh, white supremacist He's someone who's just very clever and he peeped the game um, But to make my point um, Piers basically said he, Trump has no competition because mm. Trump Is a very good um, He's a charming person. He knows how to work the room so he can say something that seems simple, but he can kill it. Because if you look at, for example, if you look at the debate between Hillary Clinton and, uh, and Trump, Hillary used political jargon. She would say all these superficial mm-hmm. words, political. She would use political jargon. Trump spoke like an ordinary person. And you Middle America felt exactly it. ordinary language, ordinary, mm-hmm. you know, aura. Yeah, and yeah. Trump Kill it. He doesn't even have to say anything of, oh, yeah, you know, the Constitution 3.3. No. Trump will just kill you on just basic word, basic fact. So the Kamala... And, and listen, I've studied the way they debate. Kamala is not a good debater. She, 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 she stammers a lot. She, 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 she misses the point. Do you think Trump is a good debater? Trump is not a good debater as well. He's not a
0: good debater? But his speeches, I think his speeches are definitely like, I think his speeches is is what he's best at, 100%.
3: Yeah. So ultimately, that's where he's going to win. Trump exudes, even when he's saying toilet, he exudes. (laughs) Like, really, like, you have to admit, Mm. even even when he's saying junk, he exudes Mm -hmm. this level of confidence that makes you fascinated by him. Like, damn, you're saying a lot of bullshit. But and and
0: well, that's not a problem with the Democrats and these Democratic candidates. They read the book of the art of war. And mm-hmm. and you have to study your opponent and... And, and whether you niggas want to admit it, there's a lot of shit that we've... like What Dylan's been t- talking about that he does well. If you want to beat him, you have to study and you have to say, okay, rah, what what do people like about him? You know, like... And, and, and see, like, and I, I don't see that from anyone. I just, I just see people like, oh, no, he's the worst. He's the whatever, whatever. But it's like, all right
3: That's what you know,
0: How did he get here? If, I, if I'm going to beat him, I need to know how to finesse this. Art of War, read that fucking book. <laughs>
3: that book is so important. Not just to do your heart- enemy better than you know yourself. Yeah um not just the art of war but also read the prince by niccolo machiavelli read those two books and you can you can conquer your enemy very cleverly really Mm. um and i wouldn't be surprised if trump has read those books i really wouldn't you know because wow he's really he caused a complete paradigm shift in history that is one man who will never be forgotten He's, he's up there in terms. He's up and, there, and people. I, I I
0: don't want people to to, to take this as we're pro trans. Oh, but yeah. you can admire somebody and still not like them, or still not be a fan of them. That that's a problem with society. People think that because you admire somebody, or 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 or, or, or you you know you 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 know appreciate certain things that they do, or how they go about things it doesn't mean you certainly like somebody and that's my problem with the left and, and liberal
3: <laughs> but and, and i'll close yeah. something that uh minister Khan said and i found it very powerful um mm-hmm. he there was an interview that he did i think in the 80s or at least the 90s where mm-hmm. he was asked about hitler and he said what do you think of hitler and he mm-hmm. said Hitler, uh, Hitler was um, he was great. And, and and you know the person who interviewed him, he was <laughs> shocked. He was shocked. Hmm. Oh, how can you say that? How can you say it? he killed me and he said, Listen, and, and he, he, he corrected the the, the interview and said, like, Listen, what is the definition of great? Great does not mean you are a good person. Mm-hmm. You do great things and be evil. And mm-hmm. he down and he said, Listen. What Hitler achieved, the level it got to, it was a great achievement. Not to say it's good, but mm-hmm. pull off something like that is not an mm-hmm. easy feat. Because yeah. it's an easy feat, anyone could just do it. Anyone could mm-hmm. just 50 million choose and just like, you know, keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a certain level of planning, science, um, you know, like calculation, strategy that was put mm-hmm. in peace, that Hitler had to apply before he, he got into the carnage. Yes. He said Hitler is great because of that, because if he wasn't so great, why are we even... Because he said, if he's, so, if, he, if he's not significant in history, why are we still talking about him? That yeah. nigga 60, 70, 80 years ago, but we're still mm-hmm. talking about him today. Yeah. So, so he said, that's what I mean when I say what Hitler did it was a it, he said Hitler was great, that's what I mean, and then and I and I think that's the thing that um, the left need to understand, irrespective of how you feel about Trump, mm-hmm. what he's achieved and what he's probably going to achieve as time goes on. That's that's going to be in the history books. That, oh, yeah, 100 percent about for century, centuries, his family his great 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 grandkids could literally <laughs> alone, they could write fake stories about him and they'll make money so he cemented himself in history so he's a, he's definitely great he's definitely cemented himself yeah. in you know so yeah. for me that's fascinating that's interesting
0: yeah. Anyway, we will end the podcast. This has been a long podcast. It's been like two, almost two hours. Um, So I, I've been saying the last couple of episodes, I, I used to do the whole 90s sleeper pick. And I told Dylan, "Uh, you need to do a 2000s because that's his generation I'll do a, a 90s pick. So I'm going to end the podcast with two sleepers. This is Dylan's pick. This is a 2000 pick. This is a song that I actually heard. And I, I've never heard before, but it's actually quite fire. Uh, it's a sango featuring xavier Omar the motive used to be the melody here you go i just been
2: looking for everything I just been wondering where you've been. Maybe you've been standing right here in front of me. Maybe my bitch is just wearing dead. I don't wanna make mistakes. Cause I rush the steps away for the right one. Think about you when I pray. Open God, baby say that you coming all the way when the night's done. Did I bless you on a car today? Have I never seen your eyes? The answer to the question I don't know it. I just wanna love you. Just to make you smile, that's no motive. Just to make you smile, that's no motive. Just to make you smile, that's the motive. Just, a motive. Yeah. just to make you smile, that's the motive. Yeah, just to make you smile. And I'll pass you with a car. And I'll never see your eyes. You are you happy where you are right now? Are you happy where you are right now? Are you with somebody else? Do you wonder if you're supposed to be with somebody else? Like me, like me. Cause I've been thinking about it, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking you've been thinking about me.
1: Yeah, I've been
2: thinking
0: about I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking you could think about it Just to make you smile That's the motive Just to make you smile That's the, That's the motive By Sango Featuring Xavier Omar That's a dope 2000 pick We gonna go into my pick I'm gonna take it back to the 90s this is one of my favorite songs. This is Mary J Blige, featuring Casey Haley. This is I Don't Want to Do Anything. <laughs>
1: If you let all...
0: the 411 album? What an amazing album. Um Dylan, thank you very much. Hello. Dylan. Yeah. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh Next podcast, I want to talk about how Dylan's girlfriend t- d- does everything for him and he doesn't do yo, shit. Yo, yo. No,
3: no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No. That is, uh, that's not the truth. I who we broke it down into who does what for more. I actually do more for her. The only nah, wait, we, we gonna talk about it though. We gonna, don't worry. We gonna talk about it. And, uh, uh, no, you can't be pushing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, I, I, I've, I've been noticing it. I've been noticing it. I. What do you bring to the
3: table? <laughs> no, I'm crazy. Like, no, let's not, let's not do that. Like, <laughs> the only difference. Let me tell you what the difference is. The yeah. only is that I, I publish what, what Kay does for me. Ah, uh, please, you only wash your
0: plates and dishes and nothing uh, else. Uh, this uh, woman actually, makes I, gourmet I, meals. Yesterday, at midnight, you told her, I want you to uh, make
3: uh, some stew or whatever, and you put it on Snapchat. Nigga. No, but, wait, but the context of it, actually, I, I'm glad you brought that up because there's something that I also wanted to discuss um, in terms of um the perception that we have um okay. of like of parents, like mother and father, how okay. how we okay, we we'll, we'll, we'll have it next time then yeah can we, like can we, yeah. Can, we, can we can we save the next time okay no, 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 I just want to give the topic as in like okay yeah, the topic as in <coughs> how sometimes in society, you know the mother tends to get more praise, you know compared uh, okay. To- you know, and stuff like that. But anyway, it's all good. That's all
0: good, man. Thank you very much. It's been your boy, Young Hills, Dylan from Malaysia. Take me back to the 90s podcast. See you. Have a good week. Peace.